I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just recovering from Thanksgiving weekend where I accomplish eating everything. Oh, that's good. That's a good accomplishment. I guess, but God, I, I hate that feeling I get when, like, I'm super full from, like, eating, like, a bunch of leftover turkey and ham sandwiches. And when my sister decides she wants to make cookies, so I got to have, like, five of each because she makes, like, the sugar cookies and regular chocolate chip cookies. And it's like, you can't just have one. You got to try them both. <laughs> That's true. You cannot choose between cookies. That would be disrespectful to the cookies. Exactly. And then the other night she made a cannoli cheesecake. And of course, oh. you know, you have to try that. And I've been eating that for lunch for the past two few days. Thank God it's finally gone. I, I finally <laughs> finished. I finally finished it. So it's <laughs> no longer in my fridge. You defeated it. I defeated it. Yeah. Well, it was a key, technically a keto cannoli cheesecake. So it's it's not terrible, but it's not great either. Yeah. Yeah, how was your Thanksgiving? It was fine. I had good food. I zoomed with my family for a bit. That was fun. Oh, how are they doing? Good. Everybody's good. You know, it was cool. It was, you know, my sister out in California and her family, and then my parents in Indiana, and me in New York, and my brother and his wife in Mass. So it was cool. That's fun. Oh, and my, my little brother, because he's in, um, he's in Mississippi right now. So that was, yeah, it was cool to see everybody. Wow, everyone's all over the place. Yeah. That's fun. That's nice to hear everyone's doing well. Did you do any uh, Black Friday shopping or Cyber Monday shopping? Um, I, I ordered a new vibrator that was on sale for like 70% off. So there we go. That was That was it. I didn't, I didn't get anything else because I looked at stuff and then I'm like, eh, I didn't like, I don't need anything big. Like I don't need a new TV or anything. So it's sort of like, meh. Well, shit. I was looking at the wrong things for Black Friday then. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah, man. There's a, there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, sex toy sales. 
God damn it. You know, just when you think you've thought of everything, you miss something. Like, I was, damn it. I was not thinking about that kind of stuff. I don't know. Well, well Christmas is coming. So maybe I can ask my my closest acquaintance. If- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got like a, it was like the regular retail price was like, you know, like, 120 something and i got it for 30 bucks with free shipping and i'm like okay i mean even if it's still like sh- it turns out to be shitty it'll be like it's like 30 bucks it's not that big of a deal like i had good reviews so we'll see i've never read reviews on on vibrators before but i mean like i mean like what could the problems be just like the th- the, the things batteries don't work or like well, it- no i mean yeah like you you learn like you know like how like battery life or rechargeability or like how strong vibrations are or how versatile it is or like noise levels they oh, have very yeah. de- they in general have very in-depth reviews yeah i think noise level is definitely a big one you know especially like you know you're living in a family or roommates or whatever like it's something you want to consider that is why I do not own anything is because I live with five other pe- or four other people and a cat and I do not want the cat to hear anything. <laughs> All right. Well, so, so no new vibes for you for uh, Black Friday, but did you, did you end up getting anything? Um, Kind of. Um, every year I do like a book for Carlos and I through like Shutterfly of just all of our pictures like throughout the year. So I finally oh, finished you. that. Yeah. It's, it was long like they they sell them for like it's like 14.99 for like 20 pages i had to add another 20 because we did a lot this year even with like covid and it because of covid and everything we took a lot more pictures because i think like when we came back from you know the covid lockdown from like march to may i was just like i just we need to savor every moment we have together <laughs> so like Aww. i just took so many pictures but yeah, it was it was really nice. What else did I do? I did a lot of Etsy shopping. Like I've been really wanting to, you know, support local businesses and just, you know, find a more like creative and, you know, helpful way to, you know, give out presents this year, you know, to the ones I love and everything. So I've been doing a lot of like personalized things. Um, so that's been fun. Did a lot of shopping. Um, I think Old Navy knows my address by heart now because I've been getting so many packages from them, but it was weird because I ordered something from them today. Like I, I got like a belt or something and inside was like a bath and body works item. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I guess they must have like the same warehouse or something. Cause I was like, oh, ah, that's weird. I didn't order this, but yeah, it was sealed up and not used or anything. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have some new like hand sanitizer spray. So pretty neat. But yeah, it was a successful shopping excursion, but I still have a lot more shopping to do. It sucks because usually, you know, you get gift cards and everything, but everything's closed. So now you have to be like more creative. And I'm trying to think of just like what like my family members need. Thank God, like, Carlos's family is, like, really easy because, like, they just do, like, um, a white elephant. So somehow I just gather everyone's and I'm just like, all right, I think you want this. I think you want that. You know, I read read your paper while you were writing it. You want this. So (laughs) easy and fun. But, yeah. (sighs) So the crown. I finished it. Me too. What'd you think? 
It's a really fucking good show, man. Like, I get so angry watching it, but it's really good. I had to watch the last season in doses because I was getting so mad and so sad. Like, seasons three and four are just so fucking depressing. Like, especially the introduction of Diana and just the shit she went through before her marriage and during her marriage. Like, I could barely watch that. (sighs) Fucking Charles is such a piece of shit. He's awful. He's just, you know, it sucks too because I knew before watching it that he was a piece of shit. So when I'm watching season two, when dad sent him to that school and he's having a miserable time and dad's yelling him on the plane saying like, you should be embarrassed of yourself, yada, 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 like just being a dick to him. Like you feel bad for him for a second. Then seasons three and four come along and you're like, oh, wow, he hung out with his, you know, Nazi uncle and, you know, him and Camilla. Then like he treating Diana like shit and still going back to Camilla back and forth, you know? Yeah. And like. And not not that, like, Diana was completely innocent either, but, I mean, goddamn, what a, like, horrifying situation to be in when, like, okay, and, and this and this is something that was on the crown and, and, and is apparently, like, factually accurate, which is him wearing the, the cufflinks from Camilla on their, on their honeymoon. Like, what an enormous piece of shit. And like, yeah, I still do feel bad. Like, you sort of look at you look at his upbringing, and I mean, look, we don't know how how accurate the show is, but he he has talked about how like he's talked about like the, the school in Scotland that he was sent to, and talked about it like being like just years of pure hell and stuff like that. And obviously, it, um, Philip and Elizabeth are not the. Uh, warmest parents and he was you know basically forced into a marriage he didn't want in the first place but all that can be true and you can feel like empathy for him and you can see why he's a piece of shit but he's still a piece of shit at the end of the day he is and that's definitely unfortunate about his upbringing that his parents like weren't very loving you know like I think I remember one of the seasons you know Elizabeth talking about you know being uncomfortable around her kids because she doesn't know how to be a parent you know she doesn't know how to mother them like she didn't have the time to do that so you definitely feel for Charles but then he does this like he has this completely shitty attitude of you know I get I should get what I want and so entitled and just so gross like just even looking at him is is gross and right before his brother's wedding he was telling him how he was he didn't even matter anyways <laughs> to the throw like just oh yeah you don't matter like it doesn't matter that all the tension is not on you you're not gonna be a king anyways my kids are going to be like fuck off like yeah I that's i i i that is tempered slightly by the fact that that is that's andrew who's getting married and Andrew's the one who has the connections with Jeffrey Epstein. So fuck that guy forever. <laughs> it just all of them are just so awful. You have him, you have Charles. And then I was really interested to for you to get to episode seven, which um, was when Margaret finds out about um, 
her cousins that, you know, they said in like the family heritage book that, you know, they died, but, you know, they were actually alive. Yeah. And they were they're They're in an institution because they're severely developmentally disabled. And that is I mean, oh, OK. To be honest, that's what any most people who could afford it did back then, which is just shelf them off and pretend they didn't exist. But it is I mean, it is it's it's so sad and infuriating to see. And even what really rankles is because is how Margaret makes it all about herself. And like is comparing her being, you know, shuffled aside by the crown to being the same as them getting hidden away in an institution. And in the end, like she doesn't even go to see them. And that just like infuriated me even more because like, so it's like she's almost there, but is again making it all about herself. And I, Helena Bonham Carter is a, like, gives a fantastic performance and has like in those past two seasons, she's great. But man, I've gone off that character something fierce. Like it's one thing to be acting that way when you're, when you're in your 20s, but when you're a fucking like adult, like then it's just really fucking sad. Yeah, it was so heartbreaking that, you know, you would think you find out that you have these cousins that have been, like, sequestered away, but she didn't even go visit them. And she didn't even tell, like, anyone else about it. That That's just so awful to think. Because, you know, the episode starts off, you know, with them, like, watching the TV, you know, very invested in what's going on because Margaret had just had one of her lungs taken out or something. So and then, you know, you find out. You know, she has one of her ex-boyfriends, you know, go and talk to them and everything. You think, oh, you know, she's going to go and see them and you can connect with them. No, of course not. And it makes you really dislike um, the royal family even more, especially the queen mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, like it's, it's, you know, like who knows how accurate this is. And obviously even the stuff we know is accurate is like fictionalized like there's all sorts of like timeline stuff that's messed up but just talking about the fiction of this show fuck the queen mother she's awful she's so awful i i miss the actress that played her in the first two seasons because she was just like delightfully awful (laughs) (laughs) yeah now she's just kind of awful awful yeah she was like that was i think that was actually the biggest leap for me like all the other like most of the other actors, like, I picked right away, like, who they were supposed to be. The Queen Mother, like, took me a minute to be like, oh, because she's just, like, I mean, at least the other actors sort of look like the previous actors. Yeah, I think it was hard for me to figure out, like, you know, her secretary, because then it was, like, it was yeah, Martin again. And then I'm like, wait, what happened to Martin? And then she's talking to Prince Philip. Oh, yeah, we let go of Martin, like, fifth, like a couple years ago. And I'm like, wait, when? Like, Martin's still here? I miss Tommy. Like, even though Tommy was awful, I miss seeing him. Um, there have been some, like, really good additions, though. Like, Princess Anne is just a fireball. I love her. Oh, she's fun. I wish they did more with her. I know. Like, she's just sort of, she doesn't really get to do anything except occasionally, like, scold people about things. But she's great. Yeah, it's funny that, you know, we we admire these characters, but then it's like, we see how they treat other characters. Like how, like there was like a scene where Diana goes up to both of them and, you know, she talked to the queen and say, Hey, like I would really, you know, I want to talk to you. Queen's like, I have to feed the dogs first. And then her and Anne just walk away. And I'm like, you heartless motherfuckers. 
Like that scene too when Diana like goes in and hugs the queen and the queen just stands there like, what the fuck do I do? Because she's probably never had a hug in her life. Like, God damn. I mean, like basically what you walk away from is like the entire idea of a monarchy, especially like the British monarchy is just pure poison. Like for everyone involved. It's yeah. just like it's just like the worst, like most miserable. Ugh. Yeah, it's so bad. I'm sad that it's over, though. Like, I guess the next season they're going to have like new actors. Yeah, because they're they're jumping ahead more. So I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, obviously, I know everything that happens. I've been there is this Netflix documentary. I don't think it's up there anymore, but it's like the Diana in her own words. It's like that book that they wrote um, about her because she basically gave them all the information. It's like the Mm -hmm. videotapes from that, which are really interesting because it proves that a lot of that shit with, with her and Charles like was pretty accurate on the show like the cufflinks uh the bracelet um very interesting i'm surprised that they didn't include when um you know just little things like when like she fell down you know the stairs when she was pregnant with william and just other things because i i maybe the show is just like you know we've made charles look bad enough i don't think that we should step (laughs) over that because he has to turn off his instagram comments now and twitter comments because people are still giving him shit about what uh, they saw on the show. Apparently Camilla has been getting like death threats and stuff again, which is awful and like I mean just like fucking disgusting. But Ugh. Yeah. What a shame. But but yeah, what a show. So good. I'm glad I I'm glad we both watched it. I gl- we started at the same time. We finished yeah. it at the same time. Like, holy shit. No, I liked I liked this season. Um, Jillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher is an insane performance. Like, that voice she's doing is great. The wigs they have her in. Like, do you, do you know how fucking hard it is to make Jillian Anderson not be beautiful? Like, they certainly manage it. And, like, just the way she's like, holds her face, it's incredible. She was just so awful. And it was annoying yeah. when, you know, at the end, when and the queen, like, gives her that, like, prestigious award. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, God damn it. Oh, infuriating. I hate her so much. Like, what? Like, you, you did nothing. Oh. She's the fucking worst. What a terrible person. But it, man, it was satisfying to hear that speech that the that the um you know her former like ally gives. Oh, oh that was good. Oh, oh, that's a beautiful moment. Yeah, she's gonna get a ton of awards for that. She she did fantastic playing yeah, that she's role. She's really good. She's really good. Oh, the other um performance i really liked and the they i think it was a good choice in terms of switching the actor is charles dance as um uh uncle dickie oh yeah he was really I mean, charles good. dance like charles dance is not capable of not being terrifying so 
like you know in the earlier seasons like he's the one you know like comforting charles and he wants he was the one who like one is wanting charles to go to eaton and not to the terrible scary school in scotland and like he's like the dad figure and then suddenly he's charles dance and i'm like oh this guy is not sweet and lovely he's terrifying yeah that was one for me where i was like oh charles dance i was like that's uncle dicky <laughs> And it's not just from Game of Thrones. He's just always sort of imperious and terrifying. Yeah, he is. He, he is terrifying. But he was just so, so kind. I mean, I can't say kind because he was an asshole, too. You know, he yeah. was the one that was distancing Charles. He, like, orchestrated the whole thing for Charles and Camilla not to get married, which is bullshit because that's probably what should have happened in the beginning was Charles should have married Camilla because who cares that she was kind of, you know, between the two like they could have been like hey just just choose charles like he's here he i don't know it's just it's oh, stupid yeah. it's, it's stupid how they orchestrate this bullshit you know like they did with margaret and they did with charles and you know they might still be doing that who knows you know but it just it's ridiculous and it just it, there's no good for anyone you know we see what happened to diana like i just don't want history to repeat itself with its you know future monarchs you know sucks yeah sucks 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 but yeah what a show so if you guys want to watch the crown fuck watch the crown it's good yeah and if you're interested in the um particularly in this last season with the um charles and diana stuff the podcast you're wrong about did like a four i think five part series on charles and diana um like from like the beginning to to her death and it's it's really fascinating and it's very in-depth and really like quite quite even-handed and the way they talk about it like no nobody comes out of that looking looking good but you also you kind of you kind of feel sympathy for about everybody at the same time yeah i know i need to check that out like how could anybody like be raised like they were and be happy basically yeah, you should check that out. I know. I think I'm going to start listening to that because I've just been on like a big royal kick, like just watching all the stuff on like Netflix. But I mean, nothing beats the crown. You know, you watch these documentaries and, you know, you listen to this. I'm like, God, I want more of the crown. But you got to wait till 2021 or 22 or whenever they're going to release yeah. the next season. I am I am slightly disappointed, like slightly disappointed that this season went by so quickly because like i mean it covers like a decade because it starts with thatcher becoming prime minister and ends when she leaves and that's like i think 11 years yeah but i wish like we get you get one episode that's talking about the ira stuff um when when uh lord mountbatten is 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 killed in the bombing but i was i was really hoping we'd see more stuff with that with the, with the troubles because I think that's a like fascinating and and like there's like when they started doing it I'm like oh this is going to be what this whole season is and I'm like not nah. then it's just suddenly like five years later I'm like oh okay I guess I guess not but okay yeah what a shame Uncle Dicky but um do you want to talk some Star Wars? Yeah, I guess we can. Um, well, unfortunately, we have to start off, you know, on kind of a sad note. Um, 
uh, two days ago, we lost uh, David Prowse. Yeah, that's 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 a shame. Um, Eighty-five years old. His his daughter has said that it is from uh, COVID-related uh, issues, which extremely sucks. Because I mean, you, you know, eighty-five is not not a bad run, but obviously, like, could have been around longer, and and that's always that's always just like awful to see. Yeah, that's that's heartbreaking, you know, especially, you know, COVID, you know, getting just, you know, another life, you know, it, it should be a reminder, you know, for everyone to, you know, wear your masks, be safe. And it just it's it's deeply unfortunate that, you know, COVID has, you know, got, you know, David and that COVID is continuing getting like a ton and ton of people that it just it's awful. And, you know, I feel for his family. I feel for, you know, friends, everyone, you know, who knew him. Like, that's deeply unfortunate. Yeah. <sighs> well, um, do you want to get to the Mandalorian? Ugh. I guess. All right. We had a new. Uh. Ep- <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is this is going to be great. Okay, so it was. I I'm so confused on the fucking chapters now. Like it, the episode was just called the Jedi season two episode question mark the Jedi. <laughs> episode five. Oh yeah, because Dave so, always does the fifth episodes. I so is that chapter thirteen, chapter fourteen? What are we on? I think it's thirteen. Okay. So, do we want to talk about the thing, and then we'll talk about the episode? Let's just do it all. Well, no, but I'm saying like I feel like if we like can't, yeah, okay. Let's let's talk about the elephant in the room first. Because it's got to be addressed, and that is this episode is starring Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. And for some people, uh, myself included, and uh, I believe you as well, Brittany, that's that's a huge fucking problem. It's a very, very awful problem and it's a problem that unfortunately I think hasn't been discussed enough Rosario has these you know awful accusations against her and you know something that she did to a um, a transgender man and it's unfortunate that I'm just going to say it's just it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of people can sit here and, you know, talk about how awful it is, you know, Gino Carano, you know, spreading hatred and just completely blowing off Rosario Dawson and all, you know, these accusations and the possible things that she did. 
Like yeah. it's unfair and it's such a luxury to sit here and ignore that these things happen. But I just I can't ignore these things. You can't either. A bunch of people can't. So I don't think we should. And it just it's annoying seeing all of these people ignoring it. Yeah. And, you know, all right. So Rosario obviously denies these charges. And it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's different from Gina Carano as in, like, there's not a bunch of, like, tweets that she sent out that you can point to to go, look, the evidence is right there. But, you know, I've seen a lot of people who are normally, like, very outspoken on these kind of issues and, you know, very uh, left-leaning and, you know, who these things generally seem to matter to, who normally in things in situations like this would be saying, believe the victims. But suddenly with Rosario Dawson, it's innocent until proven guilty. And I don't know whether it's believe the victims until it's a transgender person or whether it's believe the victims until it's somebody playing a character who you really like and don't want to think about because it's uncomfortable. But either way, it really fucking sucks. It really does. And, you know, it makes me sad for, you know, all the parties that are involved with this, you know, knowing that, Rosario, you know, someone who has done unthinkable things is starring in this episode and, you know, getting all this praise, you know, for playing this, you know, well-loved character and gaining a bunch of fans, but also knowing that she possibly did this awful thing to a human being, you know, tortured a human being. It's, it's heartbreaking and it's something that I'm choosing not to ignore and I'm choosing to let it affect how I view this episode, how I interpret this episode, you know, how I think about, you know, Ahsoka Tano because it's, I, I just can't ignore it. Like, yeah. And, and, and look, even if, even if you're somebody who can separate you know, and I fucking hate this phrase, but separate the art from the artist. Let's say that it's somebody you can do that and you can you can set that aside and you can enjoy the character and even maybe, you know, maybe even enjoying the performance. It is still to choose not to talk about it at all, to choose not to mention it is. I mean, it's not only incredibly privileged, but it is an act of moral cowardice. And I get how dramatic that sounds, but it is, like, the only way I can think to put it, like, how I feel. Um, because here's the thing, like, I, I don't have a problem with people liking this episode or liking this character. But you should have to reckon with that. Like, yes, it's uncomfortable. I get it to see that you know this character you love and even again like maybe even love the portrayal of it and you've been so excited to see it is uncomfortable to have to reconcile that to have to 
think about the fact that she may, um, if these accusations are true, is like has this like violent transphobic attack. Like that's uncomfortable, but guess what? Like that's, that's, that's it. You got to just sit with it. You got to be, you got to be uncomfortable. Like you want to enjoy this character fine, but like process the discomfort, own that discomfort. Like don't just hide your head in the sand and pretend that it didn't happen or ignore it or convince yourself that she must be innocent because it's, it's too uncomfortable for you if she is guilty. Yeah, like, yeah, and I'm not telling anyone either that, you know, they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be allowed to like this episode or this or that, or they shouldn't have liked this, you know, but I'm just asking, and I I don't want to ask for anything, but, you know, like, if I, if I liked this episode, you know, I would address it with, you know, I liked this episode, you know, but these accusations against Rosario are very concerning, and I... I feel for everyone involved in that, you know, that hatred and should not be tolerated. And Lucasfilm should say something about it, should do something about it. Like it's, it just, it shouldn't be something that's ignored because it's something that you want and something that, you know, is, Oh, like this character is my favorite character. Like, I, I don't care that, you know, the person who plays this character you know, did all these things. Like, it shouldn't be like that anymore. Like, you shouldn't have these excuses for people anymore. Like, you should hold people accountable for their actions, you know, whether or not you like them as an actor or not. It just, we can't keep ignoring shitty behavior and awful, disgraceful behavior. And I don't know. I just, it's really, it's really frustrating to see how people who were so outspoken about Gina and who have been, you know, if it were any other actor or any other property other than Star Wars would be super outspoken. Like, guess what? It's easy to be outspoken when it's somebody like James Woods because fuck that guy. Nobody fucking cares about James Woods anyway. Like, he wants to be a crazy Republican dude who spouts off nonsense and, like, says all sorts of shitty COVID stuff. Like, nobody fucking cares because it's easy. It's easy to, like, make fun of James Wood and to call out James Woods. But it fucking sucks when it's somebody you like. But guess what? You got to do it anyway. And again, you can still like the performance... Like, I'm not going to tell you not to. Like, for me personally, like, I, I, I can't do it. Like, I can't fully enjoy this episode because it's always in the back of my head. But, again, like, you got it. It's, it's, you can't just set it aside because it's Star Wars or because it's a character you like. That's, that's just, it's fucking pathetic. Yeah, like... Yeah, again, like, if you like this episode, like, great. But I just, I truly hope you know, you know, what's going on with Rosario, you know, why we're saying what we're saying. Like, it's just, it's so important. And I'm tired of things just not being discussed because, you know, they're uncomfortable or we got to talk about it. Like, it's yep. important. 
Like, and I get, I get that it fucking sucks. I know it does. Like, um, you know, like <laughs> fucking Kevin Spacey, one of my favorite actors. Not anymore, but I mean, come on. And I realize, you know, there, you can, you can, you could get into an argument about the, you know, the degrees of accusations against people. But at the end of the day, I, I, I loved Kevin Spacey. He was again like. Uh, he was in a lot of shitty movies, but I watched like everything he was in. Usual Suspects, one of my favorite movies of all time. That's also directed by a huge creep who shouldn't be allowed near people anymore. And like I have, I have occasionally gone back and watched Usual Suspects because it's it's a movie I found a lot of comfort in. And in doing so, I wrestle it with it myself. And I think I don't know if I should even be watching this, but I like this movie and I'm going to. And and that's okay. Like it's fine to do that, but you have to like. You have to dig into that feeling. You can't. You gotta. You gotta like confront your discomfort in that, because of how purely privileged it is to be able to do it at all. Yeah, I agree. Like I, one of my favorite movies of all time uh, was The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Unfortunately, so you know whenever that movie is like on TV or something, you know, I have those same battles of, you know, should I be watching this, you know, knowing how awful of a human being Mel Gibson is, you know, it's, it's truly unfortunate that these people who are making these movies, you know, who are creating art sometimes aren't the greatest human beings. And we have to address that. We have to discuss that because it's the truth. And we can't just sit here and pretend that everything's okay, everything's great, because sometimes it's not. And we can't keep ignoring it, and we got to address it. We have to be honest with ourselves and those around us. And we need to do that. It's time to do that. Which is why I've been annoyed all weekend. But that's that's life. And if you're somebody who is getting super defensive when you see people on Twitter or wherever talking about being upset about Rosario's casting. Be honest with yourself that there's probably a reason you're getting defensive and feeling guilty. Because if it was really all okay and you really didn't think it was a problem, you wouldn't feel that guilt and you wouldn't feel the need to get defensive. You'd just be like, okay, whatever you think that, and that's fine. If you're feeling guilty about it, there's a fucking reason. And that's because you know something fucked up happened. You're just not willing to like confront that within yourself. Yeah. It's interesting too, because um, Anthony Bresican just, you know, wrote an article on Vanity Fair, you know, about this episode and interviewed like Filoni and Rosario and he actually asked her in the interview about you know these accusations and you know like you said of course you know she denied them and she said that you know basically like all of the charges you know have been dropped but uh, he fact checked her and said that 18 out of the 20 charges so that there's two still there. Yeah and again this was a I'm pretty sure a civil complaint so, like, first of all, one of the charges that remains is the, one of the um, counts that remains. And no, I'm not using the correct uh, terminology there, but is 
the assault itself. And look, even if you talk about like this was dropped and this was dropped, like there, there's lots of reasons that complaints get dropped. And it's sometimes it's just like, I mean, I, I would imagine, especially since when you're making um, accusations involving things like hate speech, that they are like really hard to prove unless you could like, you know, it was caught in film or whatever. So people can drop charges all the time. Like that is not proof of innocence, not proof of guilt either, but being like the, 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 the fact that parts of the complaint were dropped is not a vindication. If, if the, um, I don't want to use the term alleged because it makes it sound like I don't believe him, but if the alleged victim like came out and recanted and said it never happened, like that's a different story than just like dropping parts of the complaint. Yeah. And I guess that a lot of people could read this and say that, okay, 18 of the 20 charges have been dropped. It means it didn't happen. Like, but I just feel like that's not correct. And, you know, we should believe victims. We should, you know, support victims of, you know, assault of anything. And, I am choosing, you know, to, you know, I believe the victim. Yeah. Which is why, you know, I am uncomfortable with Rosario's portrayal of Ahsoka Tano, a character that I admire. I've admired for, you know, the past 10 years. I've seen her on the Clone Wars. So it's difficult for me to, you know, enjoy this character. And... You know, again, it's not me telling you that you shouldn't enjoy it, but just to, uh, you know, educate yourself on, you know, what's going on and, you know, figure out why we're upset instead of, I don't know. I just. Yeah. Yeah. Like, guess what? It's not, you know, just again, like people who are like, oh, it's all like, you know, like virtue signaling or you know like cause of the week bullshit or whatever whatever i'm like if suddenly you find yourself dismissing people who you'd normally agree with the same way that the alt-right dismisses people for daring to care about something uh maybe you should rethink that because you're some of these some of these people who some people i'd normally like like and respect on twitter are a step or two away of like throwing around terms like social justice warrior so maybe reconsider your position Maybe. Just maybe. I'm going to get some fucking DMs after this. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Fuck it. I mean, we're just we're just stating what we feel. You know, we're just, you know, sharing our discomfort that someone has a role in a TV show that has apparently done these awful things. So of course we're sitting here discussing, Hey, this is awful. I don't know if I should be supporting this person, but so it's ridiculous for, you know, people to come at us because, you know, we're just sharing our opinions on something that's like so important, but you know what, if you want to come for us, come for us, please. Like, (laughs) Please. Look, I've been I've been looking for a fight, so please do. Uh, anyway, like and the other thing is, it's all right. The other thing that bothers me is with Gina. She was already in the fucking show. Season two was already shot. 
There's nothing they can fucking do. I mean, they should release a statement. That's an entirely different thing. Yeah. But they can't just write her out of the season now. However, the charges against Dawson are predate this. Which means Disney did not think that those charges were disqualifying. And that is fucked. Yeah. That is. <sighs> that is. So. Apart from that, Mrs. Lincoln, what did you think of the play? Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's hard. It's a hard episode to talk about because like that, that sort of weighs over all of it, which is unfortunate because I think in general, this episode's fine. Uh, I would got below some, fine. There's some parts that are cool, like the, um, I need to look up her name, the woman who's playing the magistrate. Oh, she's who cool. Is a, who is a stunt woman and a martial artist and is awesome. And you got Michael Bean. That's cool. Um, he's fun. He's got a, like a pump action space shotgun. Why not? Um, baby Yoda kids. Oh, <laughs> I didn't tell you this. So, my brother, like Friday morning, texts me, and it was like seven o'clock in the morning. So we must have. I don't even. God, God only knows when he watched the episode. He's like, fucking. The this episode of Mandalorian is the best one ever. Uh, and I text him back, and I say, I haven't watched it yet. And his text back to me after again, my text messages to him was just, I haven't watched it yet, was, baby, Yoda has a name now, exclamation mark. <laughs> what a dick. What a piece of shit. Now, okay, I get it. Like, he doesn't feel about spoilers the same way I do. He didn't tell me what the name was. But Okay, if I text somebody, if I text you being like, what'd you think of the episode? And you text back, I haven't watched it yet. I am. I don't even tell you if I think the episode was good or not. I just shut the fuck up. By the way, we're we're just calling him Baby Yoda, right? Well, we're not calling him Grogu. Well, two things. One, I was told now that when I address you and Chris Fresh, I have to call you Fremily. So no, I have to start no, doing that for now no, on. No, 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 no. And then number two, since Baby Yoda has a name now, it's Grogu. It's it's Gogurt Grogu, um, Roku. My dad calls him Roku, which is the funniest thing. Little baby Roku. Look, his name is Baby Yoda. What'd you think of the name reveal? There's no name that wouldn't be stupid. <laughs> However, Grogu is pretty stupid, even on the scale of there was no name that was going to be stupid. I kind of think it should have just have been like Frank or something, but whatever. Dave. Good old Dave. This is Dave. Dave survived the Jedi. You know, this is... No, go ahead. This is what I was fearing. That this great show was going to turn into this, like, oh, here's a Jedi in hiding. Motherfucker, we can't get away from these fucking Jedi. Like, first Ahsoka (laughs) comes up, which, cool, great, we gotta see Ahsoka, but then now, like, Ahsoka goes by a Jedi, but she had that fight with Vader and Rebels, and she was like, I'm no Jedi, and everyone's just calling her a Jedi like it's nothing, and she, I don't 
But then you find out that fucking Grogu, you know, lived at the Jedi Temple and, you know, was taken away after Order 66. Like, this is just like another another video game story. Like, it just, it's not original. Like, I, it, it's fine. Like, it's cool. Cool. Like, oh, Grogu, like, came from somewhere. But I just would have thought that would have been so much more interesting if Grogu just, like, lived on the planet of the Yodas and was found and was taken and then, you know, appeared in the Mandalorian's arms. You know, like, I think that's a cooler story from being like, oh, this thing's connected to this, which is connected to this, and everything's connected. But I should have known that Dave was doing this episode was going to fuck up everything. Well, not really fuck up everything, but you know what I mean. I well okay I, I don't know that like I feel like that was not a solely a Dave like you don't get to decide Baby Yoda's backstory in your one episode that's something that's plotted out I'm sure John Favreau had something to do with that too could have given it his idea I wouldn't even mind it if like you mentioned like we didn't ha- already have like fifteen other oh there's an there's another Jedi out there that you didn't know about before and for some reason never came up in the original movies and didn't come to help anybody in the original movies. They were just conveniently like off screen somewhere then. Like if you were like the first or even the second one for that to happen to where there's the secret little force user we didn't know about, like I can deal with it. But it's too many now. Stop it. There's too many fucking little, like, somehow escaped Order 66 Jedi roaming around. Yeah, I mean, I should have known that something like this would happen. Because, you know, a show as big as The Mandalorian, like, I know that season two, you know, would struggle a little bit. You know, story-wise. Because it's like, they gotta complete the story. And, like, there's no way that you're gonna complete a story and everyone's gonna be satisfied with it. And I mean, if you're satisfied with it, great. That's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm happy for you that you're enjoying The Mandalorian so much. But I, I don't know. I just get annoyed after these Filoni episodes. You know, everyone talking about how Filoni should take over Lucasfilm or do this, you know, do movies and do that. I just don't think he should because, you know, his episodes, to be honest, are very boring and very not well directed. You know, the storyline is nothing original it it it's fine and when i'm watching star wars i don't want to watch something that's fine and that's no disrespect to dave or anyone like i appreciate the work that dave you know puts into this this is obviously something that he loves and i appreciate that but i just think that dave is better in different avenues i don't think that directing a tv show is his thing i think that possibly having a star role in the show would probably be better for him because i thought it was adorable when he was the rebel pilot like i was totally fine with that but i'm just personally not a big fan of his directing and and writing skills it's this episode. but there are parts of this episode that felt very much like an episode of a cartoon and that that makes sense with dave's skill set but some of like some of the action stuff, some of the line readings that would be fine in a cartoon that are not fine in a live action series, like the um like the Grand Admiral Thrawn reveal. Like that line reading is like is so like over dramatic. Uh Chris Fresh, I think on Blue Harvest and and, and I think on Geek Dudes compared it to uh um dr evil one million dollars like zoom in like over dramatic reading and i think that's fairly accurate which is just like maybe maybe tone that down a notch like we get it it's it's a name drop 
it doesn't need to land like an entire like ton of bricks like dial it down a couple of notches i just hated how she referred to admiral thrawn as her master like i don't remember him having any powers or shit like why can't we just say grand animal thrawn like that would have been so much better because when you think master you're thinking oh shit this is about to be a jedi fight you know i think i think that's i think that's because we have that term in Star Wars terminology that people are, I don't think it's meant like that. I think it's just, it's meant, I think she's using the term master in order to, to, to belittle the magistrate. Yeah. It's just like, it's like referring to somebody's boss that way. It's not meant to be like an actual title. It's just, it, that's her saying, you know, I want the person who's actually in charge here. I want the person who's actually holding, like pulling the strings. Yeah. I'm Karen and I want to talk to your manager. Yeah. (laughs) Um, oh, oh. the groan that I let out at that line. Yeah. Also, here's the thing. If you're going to be hiring somebody, despite the fact that there's this, um, you know, charge against them against uh, both assault and a hate crime. Um, could they at least be a really good actor and not just sort of like flat and fine? Like, I don't think she's terrible, but, like, I don't, I do not get how up in, like, her ass everybody seems to be. Like, it's a fine performance. It's okay. Like, even by Star Wars standards, which is not particularly high, it's not a great performance. It's really flat. All I'm going to say is that there's a reason why fan casting shouldn't be a thing. (laughs) Or she just needs to stay fan casting. Just because you think somebody looks good in a Photoshop doesn't mean that they're the right choice for a role. It sucked because I loved, loved, loved her in Rent. Like she, I thought that she did Mimi pretty well. But I just, I, I didn't love it. I didn't love her portrayal as Ahsoka like it didn't connect with me you know for the obvious reasons and it just it I don't know I just I think it was just too much you know from the episode starting off you know with you know you see the lightsabers and you see her going like this is the first time in many years that we've seen you know, a force wielder, you know, fighting, you know, using her sabers. And I, not that I expected more, but I I don't know. It just, I, I can't explain it. It just, it wasn't right. I just, I wasn't a big fan of Rosario's portrayal of Ahsoka. Like I would have loved to see Someone who wasn't fan casted and someone who for years was, you know, waiting for this role or for a ton of people were, you know, wanting her to play this role. Like I would have loved for them, you know, and possibly maybe they did. Maybe they actually, you know, went through and, you know, interviewed people, you know, had casting calls or whatever. But I I don't know. I just I would have loved to see what other options there were. I would rather have somebody who, like, when you're talking about what, you know, whether it's this, which is like, you know, a character coming in from a cartoon or whether it's like 
casting a, a young Luke Skywalker, which seems like might be happening. Um, I'd I'd rather go with acting ability overlooking the part. Like, yes, I don't want them to completely not look like the character. There needs to be there needs to be some resemblance, but the priority should be on the acting. And I'd rather have somebody who looks a little less like what's in my head and is a better actor than somebody who is, you know, like really spot on looks wise, but uh, just kind of nothing in terms of acting. Yeah, it was fine. Like she did a fine job. Like I, I didn't get all the hype, but I mean, if, if you loved it, great. Like, if this is what you've been dreaming about since you were 12, like, I'm I'm really happy for you. And I, I mean that. Like, I, I feel like I was looking at Emily as I was saying that. It sounded sarcastic. It's not sarcastic. I, I'm honestly, you, you know me. Like, I'm always, I'm more happy about others, you know, thoughts and things, you know, than my own sometimes. Because I know that sometimes I feel a disconnect with Star Wars because, they keep fucking me over and they keep fucking, you know, a lot of people over. And it's just, it's, it's not fun to sit here and watch that anymore for me. But I mean, if you enjoy it, then I'm happy for you. Like, that's fantastic. If you enjoyed Rosario's mediocre performance, so great. <laughs> I'm fucking happy for you. But I, I didn't particularly enjoy it and that's okay. We're all entitled to our own opinions and I can't wait for all of our friends and listeners to listen to this episode and no longer be our friends and listeners but you know that's, Fuck it, whatever that's fine that's that's what it is like i'm just glad i can sit here and be honest about you know my opinions and you know it, and everything because i think that a lot of people are refusing to be honest because it's hard and it's uncomfortable but it it shouldn't. We should be honest with each other. We should be honest with everyone and what's going on, how we feel, because it's important. Yeah. And honestly, like I said, you know, like I like I, I jokingly referred that I'm gonna get like DMs like about this, but like it's fine. Like if you want to talk to me about it, like I, like fucking DM me. If you have my phone number, fucking call me or text me. That's fine. I'll talk about it with you. But be prepared to have like an, a real conversation about it. It's not gonna be a sugar coated one. Yeah, please. Like I. I, I would love to have, you know, like a conversation, you know, for instance, today, like, you know, I had a conversation with my parents about um, the actor Elliot Page, who was formerly known as actress Ellen Page, who had just um, come out, which incredible. I'm so happy for for Elliot. And oh, his statement was beautiful and ugh. Yeah, it it was beautiful and I'm I'm really happy for Elliot that you know they have come forward and you know shared who they are. And that's incredibly beautiful for you know someone to be honest, you know with what's inside their heart. And yeah. And I'm I'm really happy that there are like because um before before they they before he, well, they, um, Elliot has said to use he or they pronouns. Um, but before they came out, like when they were just, when they were openly queer, um, and he's come out as, as trans and non-binary, but when he was openly queer, he was already like a really good, like vocal 
like outspoken person in the queer community. And I know a lot of people like took a lot of inspiration from him. And, and, and so I think to have that now and have him be openly transgender is, is so great. Cause that's like already this iconic person, the person who is like known to be like really like speak out for these causes to have that as like a possible role model. If you're a young trans person, I think is, is just, it's great. I'm so, I'm so happy. Yeah, me too. And again, like if you have any questions or comments about, you know, anything that we said on, you know, the podcast today, like or any time if you're listening to episode 96 and you're wondering about something like don't be afraid to message us and talk about anything yeah. with us because yeah. and look, we're both cisgendered, so we're not experts on the trans experience by no. any means. And I don't want to put myself out as a voice of that. But if it is a question of like, you know, like you want to talk about anything we've said today and like where we're coming from. Definitely talk to us about that. Yeah, please. Like happy to talk, happy to, you know, to hang out. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else like happened in the episode. I watched it twice. I thought it was fine. I, I didn't like how... I feel like the episode was cheap. Like, everything was dark and gritty. <laughs> I wanted more of the... Jurassic Park rip-off dinosaurs that are in the forest. Oh, yeah. When you just, when you just sort of see them in the fog. And I just straight up reminded me of a scene from Jurassic Park but they thought they were really cool and I'm like oh I want to go see those space cows I liked the I liked the stick forest I did like that I liked uh, that Ahsoka was able to you know, get into the mind of Grogu and you know figure out Grogu's uh, life story I I liked how Grogu responded to the Mandalorian when he called him Grogu. I liked the Mandalorian calling him Buddy because it made me think of our friend Hawes. <laughs> I love Hawes. Listen to Blue Harvest. It's very good. And if you listen to the one on this episode, The Jedi, it is with my fiance, Chris Fresh, and it's very good. I love Fremily. <laughs> don't don't start using that first of all okay there's a couple reasons don't start using that one don't start using it because i hate couple names they're terrible also don't start using that because fresh will see this as a victory because he knows how much it annoys me and never give chris fresh a victory That's he just asked me to do something i'm asking you not to i know but he asked me first oh my god it's like and he complimented my hair that it took me like two hours to do that. So, of course, anyone after, you know, complimenting like a milestone for me, you know, and asking me to do something like, of course, I'm going to do it. Like, I'd, I'd stop the world for Chris Fresh. Like, <sighs> he's going to be so smug. I know. <sighs> God damn it. But <laughs> I know it sucked because when you told me about Fremily... I was trying to think of like a good couple name. Carlos came up with one. I I I, I forgot what it was. It was um I think it was like Kremily or like 
<laughs> it's also terrible. Okay. It was it was something I have to ask him, but yeah, it's it's hard to do a couple name. Like I think mine is Boutini. My mom calls us Boutte, but I think she called us that like when we first started dating. I don't think we have a couple name anymore. <laughs> but nobody should have a couple name. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Like you know, remember Bradgelina and I'm trying to think of other couple names, like really iconic ones. I can only think of Bradgelina right now, but Benifer. Benifer. You know. There's all... a bunch of like it's anything used in the fucking like tabloid headlines to save characters, but it's all terrible. Well, it's like we're our own we're creating our own headlines, like we are stars in our own world. Isn't that like nice, you know, just you're a star in someone's mind. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, fine episode. I was sad that Moff Gideon didn't appear because wouldn't you think that he said he was going to go to that planet that Ahsoka was on and he'd fucking appear? I was really hoping so because... I don't know. I think that leaves a lot open to, you know, what could happen. And I don't want it to go into the baby Yoda's a Jedi route and is going to go to Jedi school and become a Jedi and turn into Anakin and destroy everything <laughs> and everyone because I I don't want that to turn into that. But no, the Jedi the Jedi fucking suck. Let baby Yoda just be like I want baby Yoda to get help cuz obviously he needs to be he has some, he's, the, the Ahsoka said that she, he's like all scared and like that's why he's like he's cut himself off and he's hiding. So I just want Baby Yoda to be happy. I don't want to be a Jedi. The Jedi fucking suck. Yeah, like I don't like how, yet again, they have to go travel somewhere so that Baby Yoda can sit on a rock and decide what he wants to do with his life. Can I fucking do that? Like I'd really <laughs> want to do that right now, sit on a rock and finally decide what I want to do. It's funny. Not like that, but you sit on a rock and then somebody comes and tells you what you should do. I know. It's funny. Like, I, I tell I tell my family this all the time because they're always like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I don't know. Like, usually, like, people are like, oh, you should revert to back when you were a child and think about what you wanted to be as a child when you grew up. Well, when I was a child, I wanted to be a reindeer when I grew up. I can't do that, Emily. I can't be a reindeer. Do you know how impossible that is? Like, all I wanted to do as a kid was help out Santa. I can't do that. I love that you wanted to help him out as a reindeer and like, not like an elf or like a toy maker or something. I just thought being a reindeer was more useful because I was helping him out on the biggest night of his life every year, delivering those presents to kids. Like I wanted to be an essential worker. I don't even know. I just, I wanted to help. Like I've always wanted to help. So well, that's delightful. Yeah, so maybe that's why I'm I'm 25 and still unsure what I want to do because deep down I want to be a reindeer. I don't know. But I mean, good good for Grogu. You get to sit on that rock and someone's gonna come out and tell him if it's Luke Skywalker. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to sit here and have a have a conversation with you because I think I'm either gonna be mad or I don't know. Like. I, I like the Jedi, but I don't want them to be in the show. Like, get out. Yeah. 
Like, let the Mandalorian have his time in the limelight. Yeah. I don't know. Do you really think they're going to bring Luke in? I think it's a possibility. God fucking damn it. What if it's Sebastian Stan? (laughs) You know, I don't know if I would be as, like, angry about that. Because, like, I like Sebastian Stan. Like, he's not a bad looking dude. I mean, it depends how the performance is. Like, again, like, I, I mean, looks aside, like, if he gives a good performance, that's that's fine. I don't, I don't think he's done it. He hasn't done anything terrible that I know about. So. As long as they don't bring Anthony Gruber in. <laughs> but no, I don't know. Like, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know. Maybe we're going to see him. Uh, I mean, I'd much rather see him than, like, Ezra or some fucking buddy, but... Oh, God. Yeah, I swear. I got to choose my battles, Emily, but I, I'm i going to be pretty upset if we see Ezra. Yeah. My current thought, and this, I don't even know why I bother to have f- theories about the Mandalorian, because they're always wrong. My current thought is, because at some point, we got to have Moff Gideon as an actual threat. So I think what might happen is they go and they put the baby Yoda on the rock and he does his little baby Yoda reaching out with the force thing or whatever. And they're waiting around on the planet. And did they, like I feel like, I don't know how long you wait because like who knows where the Jedi are. It might take them ages to get to you if anybody's coming at all. So I don't know at what point you cut your glasses and go, but I think they're waiting around for a while and then they'll like hear a ship in the background, right? And they'll be like, oh, somebody finally came. And then out of, let's say, like, dramatically out of the woods, because it, I'm, I don't know if there are woods and whatever this planet is, but it, you want to step out of something, it has to be the woods. So they think it's going to be a Jedi. They think maybe Luke Skywalker is going to be there. And then it's fucking Moff Gideon, because he has the tracking device, and he comes to kidnap the baby Yoda. Yeah, I mean, that that seems like something that could potentially happen. But, like, what if, like, Moff Gideon, because everyone's, everyone's a force yielder on this episode. So what if, like, they're on the rock and Moff Gideon's like, I have a vision. Like, Grogu's <laughs> on the rock. I gotta go to the rock. He doesn't need the rock vision because he has a fucking tracking device. I guess. But also, like, a morbid thought that I have, like, since we heard Ahsoka's voice and the rise of Skywalker, like maybe Moff Gideon is just like, I'm just going to blow up the planet to, you know, get rid of all my problems and whoosh, there goes Ahsoka. But I don't think that's going to happen because people like Ahsoka, so I, they can't kill someone that they like, unfortunately. But I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do with Grogu. Like, uh, We only have three episodes left this season. Why couldn't just every episode been like the first one? The first one was just perfect. Like, goddamn. Yeah, give me more cop vamp. That was some unproblematic fun. I love him so much. He's so not good. Just, not just because I really want to have sex with him. Also, just because I think he's a fun character played by a really fun actor. Who happens to be incredibly attractive. There's a movie that he's in with these cars. And like Nicolas Cage has to like collect cars. In Is like, this gone in 60 seconds? 60 seconds. Yeah. I, I watched a little bit of that the other night. And it, it was terrible. But oh yeah, Angelina Jolie was in it too. 
It was fine, but there's a reason why Nicolas Cage isn't really in a lot of things anymore, other than Disney's National Treasure. I love that movie. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> no. Oh, it's so good. You, you have to watch it. Like, it, it's just, it's fun. He has to steal the Declaration of Independence, and you just see, like, the journey that becomes. Uh, Angelina Jolie's dad is in it. Which isn't great because I know that he isn't very great. John Voight. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But overall, yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds was fine. It was cheesy. It was weird. But Cobb Vanth was in it. So that's all that matters. (laughs) He's so pretty. He is. Oh, and I watched Deadwood two weeks ago. And... They had the funeral for William, and that was sad. It's very sad. It's a devastating episode. I think a devastating part, too, was Al's response to it, because I can tell that he doesn't want to go to the funeral because it reminds him of memories of his brother and his brother's funeral. So you see him, like, watching above, and, you know, he's acting, like, so cold about it and everything, but... I, I see why he's acting so cold because it doesn't bring back, you know, the greatest memories, obviously. Yeah. Oh, the scene when um, during the funeral itself, when Martha breaks down and runs back inside to his body. Ugh. Yeah, that was awful. Like, I... I thought it was beautiful, though, the moment when she decides that, you know, she wants everyone to be able to go to him and say goodbye. Because at first, you know, she wanted to be, like, closed off, like, just them in front of the house. But her just letting everyone in. Because the whole fucking Deadwood town, like, showed up. Like, everyone obviously cares deeply. And she saw that. Oh, at the end when Seth wants her to stay in Deadwood. He loves her. Wow. I know that was that that was an eye-opener like I it's truly unfortunate that tragedy like brought it could potentially like bring them together but I think it's good for him you know for her to stay because I just I don't think that him and Alma are like are I don't it's it's like oil and water I don't think that's that's healthy yeah. Well, and now she's she's agreed to um, marry Ellsworth. Yeah, but I mean, like, maybe he should leave because I know that she's having his kid. But how would you feel if, like, the dude that you're married to, you know, lived like a couple blocks down from like his his biological child? Like, that's kind of weird. Ugh. Ugh, it's not great. <laughs> but at least if she's married to Ellsworth, then everybody can pretend that it's Ellsworth's kid. Yeah, but what if, like, the kid comes out and looks exactly like Seth? <laughs> a kid. Everybody can just pretend that it's Elsor's kid. Everybody knows it's not. But that's fine. You just have to have the veneer of it all being okay. Yeah, and I mean, Ellsworth would be... Ellsworth is just such a nice guy. <sighs> He's so cute with Sophia. He is, but also, fuck Farnham. You know, I don't even remember what he did this episode, but just just fuck him. Oh, just... it's the one where it's because uh, Mr. W tells him that, that Hearst is interested in buying his hotel. 
And he has the fucking little like whiny freak out, whatever. Oh, that's the other big thing is we learned that Hearst is on his way to Deadwood. (sighs) Yeah, as much as I dislike Mr. W for all the terrible murders that he's committed, like I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if he if he bought the hotel because then (laughs) Farnham wouldn't have it anymore. And I really want Farnham to suffer. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a weasel. You know, funny enough, before I recorded, um, you know, I, I told my mom, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go record. She's like, okay, be kind. <laughs> That's the last nah. thing I've been, but you know, it's fine. You know, I, I think that honesty is important. And, you know, I can honestly say that Farnham is not my favorite character in that I, I wish a lot of, I'm going to be excited when a lot of bad things happen, but maybe I'm not, I don't know. Like maybe somewhere in these next couple episodes, like I will feel like the tiniest bit of sympathy for Farnham, but right now I don't because he's a fucking rat. Yeah. He's a fucking rat. Yeah. I'm really interested in, um, in the relationship now between Martha and, um, Seth seeing where that goes. And, you know, seeing if she ends up staying and if their relationship, like, truly blossoms, which I don't know, like, I I think it might. Like, I think that, you know, this will give them the opportunity to, you know, get to know one another. And, you know, if she ends up staying, like, them to fulfill a healthy and happy marriage, which, of course, you know, I wish on them. I wish them the best. But it's just the circumstances with Alma truly suck because, that's his child that she's carrying and we still don't know what's going to happen. Like we don't know if it's, we don't know what's going to happen to the child. We know what's going to happen to Alma because, you know, Alma has these, you know, preexisting conditions. Like you, you never know what's going to happen at Deadwood. And then you don't know what's going to happen with Trixie and Saul. Like I love Trixie and, you know, I don't know when she's trying to, because Saul's really like hurt that, Trixie kind of like went back to to Al when when William had the when the accident happened and and she's just trying to explain it being like this is like you go back to when something terrible happens you go back to what you know whether whether that's where you really want to be or not like that's still where like that's home to her still but she has this great line of being like but you know, maybe I could learn a way to be different. And that just, I'm like, okay. That is major progress. And I'm curious still about like her relationship with Al, because obviously it's not intimate anymore because, you know, he had that woman that he's had for a couple episodes now giving him head. Dolly. Dolly. Oh, and there's also some good stuff with um, Jane and Joni. And their scenes are just delightful together. They are. I, I love them. Like Jane being afraid to get into the bath. <laughs> yeah. I like Jane. I, I can't wait to see some, like just her, you know, to get better because I hate seeing her, you know, all, you know, drunk all the time. And I yeah. don't know. I want to see her flourish. I like, and I like seeing Joni take care of her. Yeah. Friendship. Huh. Well, 
Anything else that, you know, happened this week in Star Wars? I mean, it's only Tuesday, but, you know, from since the last time we recorded or anything? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we covered everything. <sighs> well, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can send us email or voice messages, um, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Wonderful. And you can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grosso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls Of Yaddle Squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be A bitch like me Get him Eric Get him Eric